Welcome to Answers May Vary. Each week we listen to your dilemmas and try to come up with workable solutions you can put into place to start improving your teaching life today. I'm Kate Harkins. And I'm Stephanie Handley. And together with you, we're Three Heads. Today's dilemma. (laughs) I started the year with good intentions. Don't Don't we we all? all? (laughs) But it feels like the train has gone off the rails. Yeah, sometimes it goes off real early. (laughs) I was really excited about my unit plans for the semester, but they just haven't worked the way I envisioned. And issues with classroom management have sucked all the fun out of them. That's the worst. Okay. Mm -hmm. The semester goes on. I feel like I've given up and let a lot of things slide. And I don't like what my classes and I have settled into. I need a fresh start or I'm not going to survive the year. We've been in this place before. sure have. I remember many lunch periods sitting in Kate's room going, they ruin everything. Yes. (laughs) And sometimes it's hard to do a mid-semester correction. Yeah. I feel like most classes need a mid-semester correction. Yes. But there are some that you're like, how bad is this going to get? Before it's over and we can start again. And I know for myself, it was always like, and I I have to start this again. I cannot continue yeah. down this path for a whole other semester. No, it's like I, I dread coming to work right, every day. Right. I can't do this again. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have to do a hard reset and fix this because, and I don't even know if I ever, sometimes I knew how to fix it and I yeah. was like, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and it's going to be better. And very often it was. There are other times where I was like, I have no idea what's going to make this better, but I got to try something. And it's... It's so, I think this was as we were trying to think through advice on this, don't take it personally. We all make mistakes. Maybe you did mess up. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Certainly we have messed up before, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just that group of students where I don't know why. I don't know what the problem is. I've been listening to teachers in the district for years talk about, oh, this eighth grade class that now is the ninth grade class. And oh, look, now I have them. And they're like, famous in the district for being awful. Sometimes you just get a batch of kids who are going to ruin everything. And, and sometimes it's just a single class. Yeah. It's like they gave them a personality test before they put yeah. them in a class and they took the worst personalities. I'm literally picturing a class <laughs> Kate had that I helped cover for a few times. And I'm like picturing their little faces right now. It is really hard, but I think it's good that you have this idea of doing a restart because I think it can be very tempting to just write off the whole year, which obviously we're going to say is a mistake. (laughs) But I think the biggest reason it's a mistake is because of the stress it puts on you. Let's set aside, it's not the best teaching practice, but (laughs) it's like you're resigning to how bad this is going to be and that you don't have any agency to make the situation better. And even if the only changes you're able to make are changes that make it less torturous Mm -hmm. for you, 
those are changes worth making. Yeah. And as teachers who burned out and left the classroom, (laughs) we are passionate about helping others not do the same thing. And if for no other reason, you have to find a way to make it sustainable for yourself so you can keep showing up every day and doing the good work that you're obviously doing. You wouldn't have been excited about your unit plans if you're not Mm -hmm. a hard worker who's Mm -hmm. thoughtfully trying to present good education for their students. And to be fair, we didn't have a single semester that went bad and we left the classroom. <laughs> true. <laughs> yes. We, we saved a lot of semesters, a lot of years. That's true. This was a building problem, not like a, I can't come back from this. Oh boy. So the first thing that you probably want to do, and if maybe because you're already in this mindset of, I need to reset things, you probably already have. But on the off chance you haven't, take some time to reflect. Now, if you're part of a PLC and this is a PLC-wide problem, then definitely you all want to reflect together. But if it's just you, everybody else seems to be moving along fine and you're the one who's struggling, then take some time to reflect on it. If that is how it feels, the rest of my PLC is fine Mm -hmm. and I'm struggling, reflect on are all things equal in your PLC? Is everybody approaching this from the same way? Is everybody holding the same standards? Does everybody have a similar level of students? mix of students. Mix of students. So do consider those things before you're like, it's a me problem. (laughs) (laughs) None of it is entirely a you problem. So the first thing to think about, and I don't know, I feel like based on reading the dilemma here and just thinking of times I've done a hard reset, classroom management is always part of it. What are your biggest classroom management issues? You don't want to address everything. That's too much work. That's too hard. What are the ones that are most impacting the way you feel about going to work each day? Which Mm -hmm. ones are the ones that you're like, if they don't stop doing this, I just can't deal with it anymore. And then for what those are, what new strategies can I try out? Or go back to enforcing. I think tardies were always a tough one for me because I'm a late person. And yeah. so it always felt a little weird to be strolling down the hallway with the bell and then handing out tardy cards. But I think you get to a point where this has just gotten ridiculous. Right. And so whatever the strategy is, maybe there's something that you started out really strong and you just sort of let it slide, it got out of control, and now it's time to start again. Mm -hmm. Maybe you did groups and it's just not going to work in your class. Like the off-topic talking is the thing that is pushing your buttons. Change your seating arrangement. Mm -hmm. Figure out what it is that's really bothering you and address that. And also look at the dynamics in your classroom. Sometimes you can pinpoint the little instigator (laughs) who is making everybody's life a nightmare. Okay, is there any schedule change that could happen that would enable this child to go somewhere else and maybe with a less receptive audience, (laughs) they wouldn't be a problem. I would say that if this student has like a reputation Mm -hmm. of everywhere they go, they cause a problem. When I had that experience, I did not swap students because I would be like, I need to work with these people a lot longer (laughs) than I need to deal with this student. And I don't want to push my problem off on them. But sometimes I had a colleague who was like, this is my worst student. I cannot deal with them. I will take your worst student if you take mine. Just because 
then you have a semester yeah. <laughs> to burn out on them. And I know our coworkers one time, they didn't do it on purpose, but our coworker Mike had the worst class. And one student moved to our friend Becky's class and it totally transformed his class because mm-hmm. that one student leaving mm-hmm. just did it. And Becky was not a receptive audience for this student. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes it's just who is in the class and are they followers? And yeah. if you have a dominant personality who is going to exploit those followers, it can be a nightmare. Yeah. Sometimes it has to do with the time of day. Yes. <laughs> that student struggles to keep themselves humane for five <laughs> periods of the day. And by the time they get to you, they just can't do it anymore. <laughs> and so maybe they would be better served in first period English and give them- While they're still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and give them a extracurricular that is not a graduation requirement or as their last class of PE. the day. <laughs> Let them run it out. <laughs> the next thing to look at is your unit plans. So you said in your dilemma that your unit plans aren't working. Mm-hmm. Why? Maybe you're being too hard on yourself. We are really good at being hard on ourselves. We'd be like, oh, this unit was terrible. And many people would have said that it went great. It just didn't go how we pictured it. Ask yourself that. Will whatever the classroom management problem is, fix it? Is that the problem that was getting in the way? Maybe you need to introduce a new classroom management system. So related to classroom management, back when there was a California high school exit exam, we had a long period of test preparation and we had to institute a participation point system during that process because things just were not going well and we had all kinds of disruption. So it was like, we got to salvage this before it ends. So let's bring that in at this point. Or maybe you have a class that just can't handle fun activities. That's so awful to say, but sometimes it's true. Like they just don't get to do the fun things. They can't handle something new, something that requires moving, that requires talking. Just you get off a routine and Mm -hmm. they go bananas and maybe it's just not going to work. Or maybe it's a low class and what you've put together is too hard for them. They just need more scaffolding. Yeah, I think we all have a tendency as teachers to find something that we feel comfortable with, that we feel like we're good at, and we settle into Mm -hmm. that routine. And there are some classes that just don't respond to that. Whether it's like Stephanie said, with the fun activities, like they just ruin the fun activities. <laughs> so maybe you need to redefine what fun yeah. looks like for this class. And you can always say that to them. You had them for a semester. It wasn't like there was one fun activity and they blew it and now you're blowing right. up the whole class. <laughs> you can say, I give you a whole semester. You behaved this way. That's not acceptable. We're making changes so this doesn't happen again. Yeah. And you can say, when you learn to behave appropriately, we can try that again. But until then, we're going to make some changes. Yeah. On the idea of having a low class that needs more scaffolding Mm -hmm. or simpler lessons, I know for us, we always tended to really jam-pack our fall semester. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we would find out (laughs) we can't move that fast (laughs) with them because lots of times with our students in their frustration at not getting it, 
is when the behaviors start to become an issue. So what if we say, okay, we're not going to accomplish all that we intended to accomplish in the second semester. We're going to slow it down. Mm. We're going to do this in class or we're not going to do that or whatever and bring it down a couple notches and see if that addresses some of the behavior issues. And you'll feel better about it too, because there's something about being off schedule that can just exacerbate the way you feel when things are going wrong. And so giving more breathing room in there is going to help it not feel like a crisis every Mm -hmm. time you fall behind. Yeah. And then what do you need to happen as a human being in order to make it to the end of the year? Whether that has to do with how you're grading things, whether that has to do with what time you're leaving, whatever it is, what is it that you need in order to continue doing this job? That's important to figure out because it helps you to prioritize what is it that I'm going to focus on because can't fix every problem all at one time, but you need to figure out what are my top priorities here. For sure. So when you start your new semester, have an official refresh. You can review your classroom policies, whether you ended up making changes to them or you didn't. That's a signal to the high school brain (laughs) (laughs) that this is something new. Let students know that you weren't happy with the Mm -hmm. way things went in the previous semester. Chances are you made it clear to them during the semester that you weren't happy with things. So when you do it this time, you're going to want to humanize it. I felt bad about the way things were going. It made me feel like I didn't want to come to school. Or I felt like Those of you who were trying were not getting my full Mm -hmm. attention, and I feel that's unacceptable, so we're going to make changes. Do a sort of full reset and put a human face on it. You can even apologize and say, I stopped enforcing this rule. I should have held you accountable for it, and I got Mm -hmm. tired, and I stopped, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to doing that again. Yeah. I think lots of times when you do this, it can also be helpful helpful to have your students do a reflective activity. Mm -hmm. Look back, what grade did you get? Mm -hmm. Are you happy with that grade? Oftentimes, you want to have students look at their category grades. Mm -hmm. How about each category? How do you feel about that? What could you have done to improve the situation? What could I have done to help improve that situation. Because very often when you get to the point that you're describing here with your situation, the grades are reflective of (laughs) the state of the (laughs) class. And so you're going to have very few people who are like, I am so happy with my grade. I'm so proud of my- Unless you really have a nightmare class. And then yeah, they're going to say that because they're nightmare humans. (laughs) And then you take those papers and you go to the administration (laughs) and you say- What would you like me to do with these people? (laughs) Setting aside those people, there's something about January too that just makes students receptive to a fresh start. Some of them may be changing schedules because of sports. Maybe they have a semester class, so it is kind of the first day in some of their classes, but it's a great time to do this because it's January. Of course, we're going to start new because New Year's resolutions. It just doesn't feel out of place or out of the blue to do that. Yeah. What can often be helpful, and this is something that we started to lean on more heavily, (laughs) is starting the second semester with a very accessible lesson, 
a very high interest, Mm -hmm. relatively easy. So what we did a few times was we had that hard reset. And then we did what was quite possibly the easiest (laughs) activity ever. But we made it seem like Not like it was the most difficult activity because you can't really make an easy (laughs) thing seem hard. But we put a time limit on it. We said, okay, before you leave today, you need to get your paper stamped. You can only get it stamped today. And everybody had their work done. Yeah. So you build up a little bit of that positive reinforcement right away. You told them you wanted to change things. You encouraged them to reflect on their behavior. And then the very first thing they did, they encountered success. Yes. We are all animals. <laughs> we do respond to that positive reinforcement. And then don't just have it be a one day right. thing, but your whole first unit, whether you do like a little mini unit in order to accomplish this, or you say, okay, I'm going whole hog. We're doing six weeks of building you up that you can do this. You tend to get really positive results from that. And it's also an opportunity to intervene with students who are not getting on board because you can go to them. I wouldn't do this in front of the whole class. I would go to them one-on-one and be like, I just want to let you know that this is an activity that is really meant for everybody to be successful in. I set it up so that as long as you follow directions, you can do this. So this is going to be your chance to start your semester off with a good grade, with not having missing assignments, with whatever it is that you want to address with that particular student and make it seem like, hey, Nobody knows this but you. That can be helpful. Yeah. And I think you always have at the end of fall semester, one or two students who something clicks in their brain and they realize, I messed up. This Mm -hmm. class could have been a lot easier than I made it. I dug myself into a hole. I failed or I got a D and I could have done better. And those students come back ready to try. And so giving them a unit where they are successful really builds on that desire to have a better semester. And a lot of those students do. You don't want to lose those students because that's so powerful when they're the ones who figured Mm -hmm. out, shoot, I could have done better. Yeah. When you do this hard reset, you have to forget about everything (laughs) that happened in the previous semester, even if it's things like cheating. I don't know. The student says horrible things to you. (laughs) All that kind of stuff. You just are like, okay, it's I didn't even know you before today, and I'm going to give you a full, fresh start. Now, you might prove to me that you're the same person you were last semester, but you also might surprise me and be somebody different. Yeah. And I think when they are somebody different and you notice that and you comment on it, it goes a long way toward building your relationship with them. They're proud of themselves. Mm -hmm. They're happy you noticed. And you can really end the year with a much stronger relationship with your worst first semester students. Yes. Relating to this, I would also simplify whatever your first couple units are. If you've been trying to do a lot of fun, really engaging activities, just get back to basics for those first couple units and really put the new classroom management strategies into place, build that momentum, help them to be successful, help them to accomplish whatever it is you need them to get out of the unit. And then if things are going well, Maybe try putting one of those fun activities back Mm -hmm. in. Get the reset 
going before Mm -hmm. you attempt to try again on the super creative ideas that you had and were excited about. Yeah. Some students are just, they're not good students. And very often those fun, creative assignments require a level of of student (laughs) (laughs) proficiency that not all of our students have. And so it may just be that you're focusing on building up their proficiency Mm -hmm. as responsible students. And sometimes it can be really helpful. I think we've learned a lot when we've done these semester resets that then we do things differently in the fall. And then by the time we get to second semester, we're actually ready to do some of the more interesting things. But it's helpful to kind of see, oh, they really weren't ready for that. And how can I address that earlier on? Also consider making some changes that, again, will allow you to survive to the end of the year. This, the example I'm going to give is one we did for a fall semester, but it was something that We were like, we need to make something that will (laughs) enable us to do this job. Consider adding an independent reading day or a quiet work day to your routine. Sometimes a quiet work day, having that once a week is, oh, that's a real struggle. So maybe you do it once a month. Maybe for your independent reading with this particular class, they just can't. So you're going to play an audiobook for them or something like that that's going to give you a little bit of space to breathe mm-hmm. in, but also not be a situation where you're going to have to be like the heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you could even, and this is, we've talked about this before on the podcast and the blog, but convert some of your assignments to be mostly multiple choice with one short answer question. Yes, would it be great if they answered 10 short answer questions per assignment? But practically, that's a nightmare to grade. And so make it easier on yourself and just try to find ways that you can have them do less work, but then be able to give them feedback on that work. Mm -hmm. Consider developing a rubric that you can use to make grading more manageable if that was what was feeling out of control for you. Sometimes, and we did this multiple times, we had students who they just weren't going to work. Well, you know what? I have some coloring pages here and I bought some very nice colored (laughs) pencils and you are welcome to use them and do that all semester long. Uh If you've decided that this class isn't for you and Uh no matter what I say and no matter what your parents say, you're not going to do the work, then okay, you do this You're not a disruption to others. Uh And that becomes something that, oh, I see we're not mature enough to handle (laughs) the coloring. So I guess I'm going to have to take that away. (laughs) And lots of times those students will behave because they want to be able to color. (laughs) Because you do have those students who are like, I don't care what you say. I don't care what my parents say. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this work. And they are going to disrupt your class or they are going to be rude and hostile to you or whatever it is and try and address And sometimes in those cases, they'll end up being your best friend by the end of the year. They won't do a lick of work, but they'll be really nice to you because you let them color. Yeah. I wouldn't start with coloring, but sometimes you end (laughs) up Those are for desperate situations. Yeah. But obviously, it's never too late to stop and adjust, but a new semester is a great time to do it, a great time to have student buy-in on Mm -hmm. it. You've got it. 
let us know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that addressed your concern and is something that you can put to work in your classroom. If you have a dilemma you'd like to talk to us about or you'd like to hear us talk about, email us at hello at threeheads.works. Be sure to check out the linked blog posts in the show notes for more information about resetting your semester. Take care. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.